Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Genesis chapter 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. I just want to preach to you a message that I've entitled, Children of the Light. You're not children of darkness, friends. You're children of the light. You've been called out of darkness into a marvelous light, not just any light, not just some dim light, but this light that we are called into is a marvelous light. Amen. It can direct us and illuminate our pathways. Go ahead, clap your hands. That's good preaching. (laughs) Children of the light, you may be seated today. So we go all the way back to the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1-1, and here we find a brand new creation in its very formative stages, beginning. Now, God has created things in this universe that have very little consequence on you and my everyday life. I mean, there are planets and stars and solar systems and galaxies out there that are so far away that their light, even though maybe they are millions and billions, who knows how old they are out there, we still do not see them because the light that travels from them has not yet reached our destination. There are things out in the solar system, things out in the universe that will explode. There might be planets that crash, asteroids that plummet to to the ground or whatever out there that make no difference to you and I's everyday life. But what we're talking about here this morning, the words that are being written in Genesis chapter 1, is describing something that does matter to us today. The account that we're reading today matters because it is telling the story of the place that we call home. It's one thing to hear upon the news that somebody's house burnt down or there was a problem or an earthquake devastated a region of the area, and it's yet another thing entirely when you come home to your house and it's your house that has been devastated. And so I look at this and take it very personal because this is the story of the creation of my planet. I'm an earthling, just as you are. I was born here on this planet. I've never left this planet. I've hopped in an airplane and got off the ground a little bit, but I have never left the atmosphere of Earth. And so this story is important to me because God is talking about and describing it in its very beginning stage, uh, stages as a place that was without shape. And it uses words like empty and dark. And those are not a words that I would like to describe, a place that I would like to inhabit. 
I mean, who has a house built and said, well, what would you like? Would you like some nice bright wallpaper in here? No, paint it all black. I want the walls black. I want the carpet black. I want the ceiling black. No lights in my house. Who would do that? Nobody would do that. Why? Because you want to be able to see in the place in which you're living. We don't like it all dark. We like to have light. We like to have natural light. We, we like to have uh, uh, light that, that is created light. Light fills this room today and allows us to see what we're doing. Can you imagine what this service would be like today if there was no light in this building, if all the windows were blacked out and all the lights were turned off and there was absolutely no light whatsoever? It would have been very difficult to go around and begin to pray with somebody a little while ago. As we began to move around and minister one to another, that would have been very difficult. I could see myself reaching out thinking I was going to put my hand on Brother Warren's forehead and actually shoving a couple of fingers up his nostrils. That would have not have gone very well. Poke him in the eye. You know, oops, sorry, brother. All of a sudden, the spirit lifts rather quickly. When somebody's finger goes up your nose or goes into your eye, shoves into your ear, all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost just is lifted very quickly, very rapidly. We need light. We love light. The Bible starts off by saying that this place in which we live started off being a place that was filled with darkness, not a pleasant place to be, especially if the environment that is being created is the environment in which I am to live in. But then the Bible, something happens here. The book of Genesis began to tell us that God's spirit began to move where the darkness was. And when the spirit of God began to move, then he began to speak into existence this beautiful thing called light. I have the opportunity of driving to work. I have about an hour's commute. And I usually am driving to work in the dark because I go into work very early. The last few mornings, uh, I've been able to go in just a little bit later, and, and I've been able to watch as uh, it's, uh, it, uh, in the beginning, it's hardly noticeable because there's just a little grayness, and it began to change so slowly, but all of a sudden, then we began to see these beautiful red hues uh, over in the eastern sky, and, and the clouds all of a sudden began to reflect the light that's coming up, and, and I enjoy being able to watch on my way into work this beautiful thing called a sunrise that is only there because of light. The light that shines into the darkness has a, a wonderful way of taking something that is almost inanimate, all, it's full of darkness, and beginning to reflect a beauty that God has created that can only be seen when it reflects the light. God saw the light. He said, it's good. This will work beautifully for my creation. Now, lighting has always been something I've kind of been fascinated with, and I'll, uh, I remember coming to this church many, many years ago, and 
when we first began to pastor here and we began to look around at things that needed to be done and there were some things outside that needed to be taken care of and some things that needed to be accomplished. And uh, we had Sunday night service and Wednesday night service. So two out of the three services that we would have on a weekly basis, we were coming to church after, after the sun had fallen. It was dark outside. And I can remember pulling up several times early on in my pastorate here and looking up at the church and seeing the lights kind of coming out of the windows here, but but looking at the outside of the church and, and thinking this place does not look very inviting. There's something about good lighting that creates in us as human beings, we are drawn to it. And so I got just a couple of the guys here in church. I think Brother Gary was involved with that. Brother Dungey, back before they moved away, was involved with that. There might have been one or two others that kind of helped out and got involved in that a little bit. And we began to go out, and we figured that we were going to purchase some lighting, and we were going to uh, run the, the, the wires underground. And, and I can remember the very first night that we flipped the switch and all the lights came on, how beautiful it looked outside this church that is a gorgeous historical landmark in our city that people would drive by and not be able to see. Now at night, they could drive by and see the beautiful accent lighting shining off the exterior of this building. I thought, now it looks like a place that people would pull up to after dark and say, why don't we go check this out? Why don't we try this out? We won't trip fall, uh, trying to walk up the steps. There, There is light outside that is inviting us to come on inside. I remember when we bought this property right out here, and it opened up from the main road the visibility of our of our beautiful building back here on this back side of this of this square, and we began to tear that house down, and we put a parking lot out there, and then somebody suggested, "Why don't we put up lamp posts?" Now there's lighting out there, street lighting that would have lit things up, but I like the idea of putting up lighting, and now we are the church that more people know us by the nice lighting in our parking lot than they know us by the church sign that's out on the main highway. There's something about lighting that attracts people's attention. Remember a humorous story, Brother Carl is always coming up with something kind of funny. And he would tell me the story one day. I, I was preaching, this has been several years ago, about my wife being so particular about everything matching. And he came up after church and began to tell me about how nothing in his bedroom matched. He said, I've got, I've got plaid-covered pillows. I've got flower, flowers on my sheets. I've got stripes on my pillows. He said, but the thing about it is, he said, when I flip out the lights, it all matches. Doesn't really matter in the dark, does it, Brother Carl? <laughs> no, it doesn't. You don't eat supper in the bedroom. I don't guess. I'm not sure, but I don't typically eat supper in the bedroom. You go in there to sleep. You get ready. You put your PJs on. You climb in bed. You flip out the lights, and it don't matter if it's stripes and flowery and plaid all together. Nothing matches because in the dark, you can't see anything. Now, that's a funny story about something that's kind of insignificant, but the application for that 
is we would do well to, to comprehend it today. Because oftentimes men live their lives just like that. They just say, you know what, if I can stay back here in the darkness, it'll cover up my dysfunction. If I stay out of the light, it'll cover up my mistakes. It'll cover up my shortcomings. It'll cover up my sins. But you were never called to live in darkness. You were called out of darkness into the marvelous light so God could take care of your sin issue. God could take care of your dysfunction. God could take care of your problem. Before he ever created man, he first created an environment for man to thrive in. <clears throat> God knew that you wouldn't survive in darkness. Never his intention for his ultimate creation to walk around bumping into things. For his ultimate creation not to be able to see all the other things that he created for humanity to enjoy. You know, I'm going to be retiring here in probably around eight months from my secular job after 30-some years and, and pulling, uh, taking care of two responsibilities, and it's been a, it's been a great run. But, but we have some things in mind that we would like to do once we have a little bit more time to do them. Right now, it seems like our schedule is just chock full. I mean, we're running this place and that place and taking care of this thing and, and going over here and trying to fit everything in. But when that time comes, I'll have, I think, just a little bit more time on my hands. And so we've decided that we like to travel a little bit. Now, don't worry, we're not going to get up and be gone all the time. You'll probably not hardly notice that, that we are traveling because we'll do a lot of our traveling in, uh, during the week and be back home on the weekends and things like that. And it's not like we're going to, folks, we don't, we're not that wealthy. We don't have that much money. We, so we can't just go and run and do everything that we'd like to go and see. But there are some things in this country that I would like to lay eyes on. I'd like to go see the Grand Canyon. I'd like to see Niagara Falls. I'd like to see some different things. I'd like to go out to South Dakota, I think, and, and see uh, the presidential uh, carvings out on Mount Rushmore. I'd like to see some of those things. But you know the thing about it is, is most of those places that you go, it's better if you go in the daytime if you really want to see it. Now, they may have some lighting shined up on it, but honestly, if you want to get a good view of it, you go when there's light. I'm looking forward to seeing some things because God has created things that he intended for us to enjoy. We were not meant to dwell in darkness. As a matter of fact, I can find nowhere that the Bible ever tells me that even darkness was created. Darkness simply was. Why? Because darkness is simply the absence of light. The absence of light, you don't have to create darkness. Darkness just is where light is not. The darkness, the lack of order, the emptiness simply was there. But the Bible says that when the Spirit began to move, now hear me this morning because this, <coughs> this is what we need to understand. 
We live in a dark world. Amen. We live with darkness of sin in our lives. We can walk around in this darkness, but I'm telling you, when the Spirit begins to move, God is ready to speak into your life some light, and God can bring light into the darkness of your life, and you don't have to run around bumping into things, wondering which way you're headed, or if you're going to fall off the edge of a cliff someplace. someplace. God can illuminate your life with his light if you'll allow his spirit to move in you. God's not afraid of the dark and he's not afraid of your darkness. But he knows that you will never thrive in darkness so he calls us to the light. First Peter describes it this way, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You want to tell me that mercy doesn't matter? I'll tell you, we all need mercy. We need the mercies of God every day. Amen. We walk through this life, and we're imperfect, and we're weak at times, and sometimes we fall, and we fail God in different things and areas of our life, but the mercies of God, amen, they're brands new every single day. Those mercies come to our rescue. I need the mercies of God. Wouldn't it be better if God just let me remain in the dark where no one can see my misery and my faults? Wouldn't it be better if I just never had to reveal my mess by stepping into the light. God illuminating my problems, that doesn't sound like mercy at all to me. God taking me out of darkness and showing me, well, you're, you're messed up here, and here's a flaw, and here's a problem, and you've got a short coming here, and there's an issue over here that we need to deal with. That may not sound like mercy to some people because God is able to point out our problems when we step into the light. But friend, if that ain't mercy, I don't know what mercy is. You don't go to the doctor and pay him all the hundreds of dollars for him to just pat you on the back and say everything's going to be okay when you know that not everything is okay. No, you want him to be able to pinpoint, and that's why you'll go and you'll have tests done. You'll have bio He's done. You'll have all these things done. And he'll search and probe and do all the things that are necessary in order to find out what the problem is. And you say, that's a good doctor. He diagnosed my issue. We've got the same problem with sin, but sometimes we don't want our sin to be diagnosed. But God says, I want you out of the darkness into the light because we got to get you into the light before we can find out what your problem is. Darkness only hides the reality. Some people are fine with that. Just leave me in darkness because I'm going to sit here with my sin and my guilt. I'm going to hold it in close. I'm broken and I'm cracked. That's okay. Light can 
find its way through a crack. Light can filter through a fracture. God can see your brokenness and your crack that's in your life. He can see that and he can find his way in if you will allow him in. It's a better place that God has designed for us as human beings. It's a place where his spirit moves and a place where his voice is heard, a place where new creations are forming, where old things are passed away and all things are becoming new. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, that's a scripture that most of us are very familiar with. We understand that. We've heard that preached upon time and time again, but the, the word is still relevant to us today. There is an enemy of your soul. You need to be aware of that. You need to be reminded of that every once in a while because he comes to you sneaking and prowling. He doesn't always just stand out in the open. If you're not being cautious and you're not being careful, you might just find yourself being pounced upon, but you must understand that you have an enemy of your soul. I don't think that it's an accident that the Bible describes the devil as a roaring lion. Doing a little research on lions and how they hunt their prey, do you know that the lion typically hunts its prey in the dark? Takes its rest during the day, but at nighttime, when it can see a little bit better, then it's prey. It'll go out and find prey that is unaware. And under the cover of darkness, it'll find some unsuspecting animal. Pounce upon it before it's over with. During the daytime, it observes. It observes and it stalks at night under cover of the darkness. Once we had the chief of police spoke at the church we were attending at the time, and we had developed a relationship with him, and he came just to speak, and we were honored him, and he began to just talk about his job a little bit. He said something that relating to some of the things that he had seen over his years of law enforcement. And one thing he said that has stuck with me through all these years, and I've come to realize how true he is, especially now that I've been pastoring for 20-some years. I've dealt with a lot of things that the average person may not have to deal with. And he said this, he said, nothing good ever happens after midnight. When's the last time you got a phone call at 3 a.m.? You picked it up and said, hello? Hey, I just called to tell you that I love you and what a great job you're doing. 
If you ever want to compliment me, you better compliment me before 9 p.m. If you ever want to pat me on the back, you better do it before I fall asleep. You know what happens when the phone rings at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning? I, it don't matter if it's, it, I've gotten some wrong numbers before, but my heart is racing so fast because immediately my mind goes to the worst possible thing that could be happening. Something wrong with one of the kids, or some grandkids, or, you know, somebody, somebody's dead. And I, before I'm even, even looking at the phone, my heart is racing. It takes me three, four hours to go back to sleep after something like that. I'm so keyed up and wound up over Basically, sometimes it's been nothing. How many times have you gotten a phone call in the middle of the night after midnight that's been good news? Not much happens good after dark. No, it's more like, can you bail me out of jail? <laughs> So-and-so got in an accident. But I've got good news for you today. There is a spirit that is moving. And that same spirit blows where it wants to. It blows where it listens, the Bible says. And we felt it in this place. It's here today. And the darkness that you may be walking in simply needs God to speak light into the life. Our music come today. John 12 and 36 says, while you have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. This light's not always going to shine. It's not always going to be available. There will come a day when the spirit will be lifted off of this planet that was created so long ago for God's people to inhabit and to enjoy. There will be a time when people might cry out to the Lord, but the time for mercy is over. Mercy has an ending. The grace that is sufficient for us will one day come to a close. But fortunately for us today, the light still shines into the darkness. It shines into the places that will allow it in. The darkness that's in our lives today has a remedy. But you have to allow the light in. In order to be a children of the light, you have to walk in the light. Would you stand with me today? I know the thing that is going through some minds right now, well, if I step into this light, it means that there's going to be some things that it's going to expose. Let me tell you something. God already knows it all anyway, and the rest of us don't care. I've been walking on this planet long enough to see and hear just about everything that is out there, but one, the one thing that I love is that Jesus doesn't care what we've done or where we've come from. 
He just wants us to step back into the light. And he's trying to reach somebody right now in this place. I feel the Lord right now. There's someone in here today. You weren't even planning on being in this service. But God knew you were coming. And he's trying to let you know that you don't have to walk around in the misery that you're feeling right now, that you don't have to walk around guilt-ridden and guilt-laden. He wants to lift that burden from you, but you have to step into the light. I want them to begin to sing, I'm done. I'm done trying to preach this message today. I think you've got the gist of where I've tried to go. And I know that we're preaching to the choir mainly today that most everybody here, you serving the Lord to the best of your ability. But I know that there's some here today that you've been struggling. You're hurting. You're wondering how you can get back, what your answer might be. I can't tell you all that all your answers, uh, all your questions are going to have answers today. I don't have the answers to all your questions. I simply have the answer. It is Jesus Christ. I want to open this altar up today for those that would come in. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.